was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to Hudson World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Jeff Harding. I'm sitting in for Kyle Case. Joining me in the studio today is Michelle Graves. Michelle, how are you? Hi, Jeff. I'm doing great. Great. You're looking well, Michelle. You're looking very well. Well, thank you. Too bad no one can see me, but I feel well. Yes. People tell me I have a, race, a face for radio. I think I might, too. I'll well, take that as a compliment. <laughs> so, Michelle, I know that you like, uh, you, you're you a healthy person. You like to exercise. But have you ever tried a fitness fad that failed? Probably. Well, I have an article. Haven't ar- we all? <laughs> I really? We, I think there's a good chance. But there's an article by Jordan Shakeshaft that lists the top 17, top 15 failures of fitness fads. So I thought we should uh, discuss some of those. Okay. You ready? I'll tell you if I've done any of them. All right. Um, according to Shakecraft, between shape-ups, sauna suits, and the infamous shake weights, it seems like there is no gizmo or gadget or get-skinny-quick-squeak scheme that we won't try as a, as a human race or as the people of America. In fact, Americans spend upwards of $30 billion a year on weight loss products. That's amazing, isn't it? Clearly, those late-night infomercials are working or doing something right. <laughs> but as the saying goes, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So here's the list. Okay, I just want to say, I, I used to have a neighbor that really bought any of those things that came about. <laughs> so I don't think that I've tried a lot, but she tried them all and then reported to me. So you've already made me kind of chuckle in memory yeah. of her. Well, the first one is the shake weight. You know, the thing that you just, it's two and a half pounds, you shake back and forth, yeah. a little dumbbell type thing. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? I, uh, what does that shaking do? The well, sound or something kind of this is nothing, but, but it's muscle tension. You're doing it both directions, I guess. Okay. So that's the, that's the number one. The number two is the the free flexor, which was a dumbbell that had a spring on it that, that the top would just roll around and the bottom. So it had two balls on the end. You kind of just. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that one. I wasn't either. I, I they saw, should bring that back. I saw a picture of it on the Internet and it was like really weird looking, but, it you know. Okay. Number three is vibrating platforms. You know, the ones you stand on and they shake you. Oh, supposed yeah. to do is muscle density. And now, stuff. when I was in the fitness industry as a manager, those were really popular for a while and um, and kind of backed by some research, but it's weird. They've kind of just gone away. Yeah. The next one is sauna suits. Yes. The big puffy things people walk around in. Thank goodness we don't do that anymore. <laughs> like a space alien. Did that kill people? Imagine like in St. George where the climate is so hot wearing that. You wouldn't want to do it in the summer for sure. Ooh. Of course, you don't need a sauna, sauna suit down here in the summer. You I mean, would sweat. That's you, you for did, sure. You are in a sauna in the summer. Sauna. Exactly. Uh, the, number five is the eight-minute abs. There was a, a program that they did eight-minute abs. It, said, it doesn't matter how many times you do that in eight minutes, you're not going to get great abs. You have to do everything else along I don't know. Eight-minute abs sounds awesome. Well, That really sounds worked. like just the right amount for me. If, if it really worked, it would. <laughs> The next one is called Exercise in a Bottle. It was a pill you took that was supposed to give you better muscle tone and stuff. And oh, now we're talking. Yeah. No, so these are dreams. It sounds, if it sounds <laughs> yeah. too good to be true, it probably is. The next one is Toning Shoes. Apparently, they're, they have a ball on the bottom, so you have to spend a lot of energy trying to keep yourself from falling over. Oh, like a balance tool? Well, kind of, but they're just shoes, so you walk on them, but they're rounded. So the sole's rounded instead of flat. Okay. And they profess to do what? Get you in better shape? Yes. Because okay. I'm assuming they're saying that you're using muscles to hold yourself up. Oh. So, you know, you're always always using those muscles. That's what they're professing. Sounds like it could be a little dangerous for ankle rolling. <laughs> yeah. The next one is energy bracelets. Those little bracelets that you put on that had a, a metal in them or something that was supposed to be magical, give you balance and strength. Oh, yeah. There's some people that still adhere to that. Yep. The next one is the ab rocket. Yes, that was a TV oh, you remember, you remember infomercial. That from the yeah, yes. It was. The next one was called Big Wheeled Skates. 
which was really weird. It looked like on the inside it looked like roller skates. On the outside was a huge wheel that was like a foot in diameter. I, I don't know what the purpose of that was, but <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one either. I'm not either. But that we'll was... have to Google some of these. Well, I, I actually I saw I've seen all these because the article had pictures of them, but some of them I hadn't heard of before this uh, article. Okay. The next one is the Thigh Master. Think of Suzanne oh, Summers. Totally. I think I had a Thigh Master. I'm <laughs> sad to say. Yeah, that was a big one. The next one is titanium bracelets. Okay, along the same lines. Yeah, as, as the, the other one. It's supposed to be metal and frequencies and so forth. Yeah. And the last one, and I'd never heard of these, but they had an actual picture of them, dumbbell utensils for eating. So you have weighted utensils for eating. So I guess you have to work twice as hard to get the food to your mouth. You're you're doing some exercise. Or it's worth it to eat so much more because you're working out while eating. Wow. I don't think they were. I don't think they weighed that much, but that might not be the plan. <laughs> no, but you, well, I think that's the concept, but I don't think that's how it really works. So there you have it: the 15 biggest flops of exercise fads. I don't know. I think we should bring some of these back, Jeff. That was fun. Well, as long as we keep them as novelty acts and not as true items of of health, then we're probably okay. Yes, yes, we don't want to profess false. And fitness. Speaking of true fitness. True fitness. True fitness. We have joining us by phone from Ogden, a registered dietitian and exercise physiologist. Her name is Julie Hansen. Julie, how are you? I'm good. It was fun to hear those uh, list of uh, exercise toys. <laughs> Do you remember some of them, Julie? Well, and, I, and I'm thinking, what happened to the thigh master? That wasn't in there. Well, the thigh master was number 11. Yeah, oh, I, that was number 11. Okay, sorry, I guess I missed that. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's always a good white elephant gift. <laughs> no kidding. No well, that's kidding. actually what the guy yeah. said in the article. He said some of these probably had big cells because it had white elephant written all over it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, good. <laughs> that was fun. But but that aside, I think we're going to get some true good, truly good, valuable information talking with Julie because, as, as, she, as we said, she is a dietitian and an exercise physiologist. She's a registered dietitian and an exercise physiologist. So... I think we all know what a de- registered dietitian is. What is an exercise physiologist, Julie? Well, <laughs> my dad always thought, oh, are you going to teach PE? No, that's not exactly what I do. <laughs> but um, exercise physiologist, um, usually when you use that term, you have a master's degree in exercise science or physiology, exercise physiology. And so we do exercise prescription. So we can help people. Um, we can do fitness testing and then prescribe exercise for them. So. so so what it is, I'm just assuming that it's it's understanding how the muscles and the body and yep. the sinews and uh-huh. everything, how they work together to right. accomplish the goals. Yeah. I used to do a lot of fitness testing, VO2 max testing, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you might find this interesting. We have a, we had a lady that used to help with our health screenings, and she had a body age test that used all those things to see how old you were chronologically versus uh, oh, yeah. uh-huh. actual, your actual age versus uh, your chronological age. And uh, it was right. amazing. And we also found out that our soccer players were the youngest actual age versus their chronological age. Or age oh, years. interesting. Yeah. They're versatile athletes for sure. Well, they are, and, and, and they run a lot. Yeah, we yeah. learned that last week in our show. Okay, good. So, Julie, um, let's, let's get right into the meat of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on, from, the, from the diet side. Like, should we eat meat? Is that your question? Yeah. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you know what I want to talk about today <laughs> is intuitive eating. And, um, you know, it's questions like that, Michelle, that I get all the time. I you know, bet. What should I eat? What should I avoid? And, um, you know, if you guys even think back to your last meal, you know, where did you eat it? What time did you eat it? Were you watching TV? Were you on your phone? Were you sitting at your desk? 
you yes, know, do I you was. remember what your last <laughs> meal was? You know, I just, I think there's um, a lot of distracted eating that goes on. But when I have clients in my office, um, they are always, you know, they come in with athletes, you know, as athletes and they want to, you know, increase their training, they're perform- getting ready for an event. They just have a lot of questions like that. And, and I would say 90% of them are restricting something in their diet that they really need, which is usually carbohydrates. And so they come in, it's like, well, you know, I tried the keto diet or I tried the Whole30 and the paleo, and they've tried all these things. And, you know, it usually doesn't really work very well if you're an athlete because we have to have carbohydrates. And so I just think there's all this distraction, not only with eating, but also with, well, I always call it seeing shiny things. (laughs) You know, (laughs) if I just do this diet, then I'm going to get better because so-and-so did it. Um, well, we all want that magic, easy I cure. I know. I know. And I think especially as we get older, too, you know, to try to make up for aging. Um, but intuitive eating is um, a program that um, really has a lot of research behind it. There is a workbook, and I would encourage you guys to look at it, and also a book by um, Evelyn Tribbley, and you guys can get it on Amazon. And um, the workbook came out about a year and a half ago. And so I use that a lot with my clients. But it's basically a non-diet approach. And it is a way of eating that um, really works well for athletes because they have the capability of what we call interoceptive awareness, where they can actually feel, you know, they should be able to feel their bodies when they're hungry, when they're full. And that's really what it works with. So it's it's not a starvation diet. It is really based on kind of um, three basic tenets, which is unconditional permission to eat. So I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> oh, I, like I like that. that. I like but, that for sure, yeah. All right, you guys. All right, let me just tell you what this is. This is not an all-you-can-eat buffet. Oh, darn it. This is, <laughs> There's always I that know, caveat, right? isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people have that. They don't even realize they're doing it, but they're chronic dieters. And so they think if they have one cookie, they might as well have 10. Mm -hmm. And that's because they never had permission to eat it in the first place. And they see it as a bad food. Uh. So when you have good versus bad foods, then you become good versus bad. So we really try to neutralize all foods. And believe it or not, when you give yourself the ability to make choices, that doesn't mean you're going to eat cookies all the time. It's probably not going to feel very good. No. So... It's this unconditional permission to eat, which sometimes that's the hardest step with my clients to be able to really embrace that. Well, I I think that um, we as humans like those guilty pleasures. You know, it's like I'm I'm doing something. I'm doing something I shouldn't, but that's okay because I'll make up for it. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to do this now because it makes me feel good in the moment. Well, I've I've always said a diet in moderation is better than, you know, uh, withholding things. It doesn't sell books, does it? I know. Moderation isn't sexy. It doesn't sell books. It's. But it is a great way to live, I, I, I will say. Now, yeah, you know right. what, Julie, along those lines, because this is something that I've always had trouble with because I, I want to eat intuitively and I feel that I do. Um, but I've always really kind of gone against the grain of like food journals and food diaries because I don't want to hyper focus on what I'm eating or uh-huh. feel bad about it. I, you know, like my, right. my kind of, you know, uh, what I do is just like, we'll just exercise more. You know, I can exercise myself out of a bad diet. And as I get older, I find that that's not really true. <laughs> so yeah. having some self-control is good. But what do you think about food journals and things like that? Like, Yeah, I think they can be used the wrong way. And that's for sure. And I kind of need to know where a client's at with that. But with intuitive eating, sometimes I'll have them log their food and then they monitor their hunger and fullness. So there's a hunger and fullness scale that starts from zero to 10. 
So zero is absolutely famished, and 10 is like Thanksgiving full, and five is neutral. So we kind of guide clients into eating when they're at a two or three and stopping when they're at a six or seven. And so I don't know, Michelle, that's kind of an interesting way to keep a food journal. Um, that really is. is. to sort of monitor that. So how do you feel before you start eating? Are you, know, are you at a five and you're not really hungry, but you're eating? Um, or And then do you feel like you're, you get to a six or seven? So eating towards a six or seven, I kind of call this the um, half a burrito from Costa Vida. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's, if you eat the whole burrito, like that's really filling. But the half of burrito, you know, you could eat more, but you're really going to be fine and you'll be hungry again in like two to three hours. And so that's just a nice place to be. But where's and the challenge in really that? Energizing. Where's the Pardon? challenge? Where's the challenge of stopping at half? I mean, they, yeah. they, they put your goal. They have a goal there. You have, as an athlete, you have a goal. You want to accomplish the goal. The whole goal is the whole read on the plate. Let's just say that Jeff came, <laughs> Jeff's age yes. was in the yes. age of you have to finish everything on your oh, plate. Oh, yes. I there, know, there were starving right? children in China that, that didn't get to eat yes, if, of, because I of know. the food on my plate, so I needed to eat it all. But you guys, that's a huge thing. I mean, and so that's what we're talking about. So it's it's changing those habits rather than going on a diet. Because mm-hmm. a diet isn't ever really going to fix that because you never really can stay on a diet for that long. So really working with, yeah, you can change the habit. And it's kind of developing emotional muscle at the table. <laughs> because it's going to feel like you lost your I like best friend. You know? I like, like that a lot. If you, if you just sit down, and, and I'm going to challenge you on this stuff. So oh, um, to eat a half a burrito and, and see what that feels like. Because it will be like, oh, man. I could eat. I could eat more, but I'm, if I stop now, what would that feel like? You know, and then I do some stuff like that with people. It's really the, the, interesting. There are times when I've actually pushed myself away when I wasn't completely full to the point that I felt like I was yes. going to tip over. And you're right; I did feel yes. better. But there was still that little thing in the back of my mind that said, "You left a half a burrito on that. You naughty boy! Shame on you! You left a half a burrito on the plate." But wouldn't you take it? But wouldn't you take it home and eat it later? Well, I'm usually at home when I'm eating it. So yeah, I could put it in the fridge and eat it later. You could. You're right. I could. So, so I have a question about that. So do most people like have the brain power or do they know, you know, the intestinal fortitude? Well, just what you, those markers that you've indicated, or do you have to teach people, some people to know when they're oh, hungry and to know when they're. Oh full? yeah. I have to teach them. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have for many years, haven't felt anything. So we try to get them to feel, feel that. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I won't go into, but but again, they just disconnected, you know, so they, they don't really have a turn time. on. Yeah. Exactly. A turn on or a turn off switch. Uh-huh. And so do you uh-huh. do it mostly by saying, you know, this is a portion, try to uh-huh. feel satisfied at that, that. portion. Like, I, yeah. And I do think, yeah. So I, for me, myself, and I, I always prepackage my trail mix. I always prepackage my nuts because I think it's hard <laughs> to eat out of a large container. So I do that with people to help number one slow them down um and you know when you were talking about the weighted fork well that's really kind of or the weighted utensils there's also some you can get that have a red light and a green light <laughs> really <laughs> because eating too quickly i don't know why jeff but i'm th- guessing you might i don't really know I that but do. i'm guessing you might be a fast eater I, so I eating too quickly is also not really tasting your food or even realizing that you've eaten Right. Well, so that's another right. part of this. Well, let me explain mindful. though. Let me explain. I grew up in a family of okay. four boys in four years. Yes. And yes. so there was lots of competition at the dinner table. If you didn't eat fast, uh-huh. you didn't get seconds and you didn't get, a, you uh-huh. didn't get everything you wanted the first time around because you had to make sure everybody, the, the next people down the line got some food. So yep, I've heard it. I so know. That, that's, <laughs> I know. that's what I grew up in. I have a feeling so she it. has heard it all. I, I believe you have. So if you're just yeah, trying no, to get. But, but that's practice. So it's just practice. And, 
and be more mindful when you're eating. Um, so, but, but like for you, like I would sit down, like, okay, you're really going to have to go eat a Costa Vita burrito, right? <laughs> you're going to cut it in half before you start eating. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can just blog about that or something. You can send me an email or I want to hear about your experience. Like, Maybe you should put the other half away. Cover it up, yes. put it in the car, uh-huh. and then enjoy the Well, the, the problem is, it's really seldom. I mean, it's not really a burrito, or but split I mean, it with but it, but it's it's more the the portions I get. You know, we're we're here to solve all your problems today, Jeff. Yeah. So so if you, you're Jeff. just uh-huh. if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Husband World Senior Games Active Life on St. George News fourteen fifty AM, and we're visiting with Doctor with uh, Julie Hansen, who is a registered dietitian. I almost said doctor, but you're not a PhD yet. That's okay. Not uh, Julie Hansen, who's a um, registered dietitian and an uh, exercise physiologist. And we're talking about eating. Now, there's something I want to ask you a question. I know that you. Okay. I know that you're a, a dietitian for a athletic program in Northern Utah at Weber State University. Correct. So, do you find that the the the, the athletes who actually listen and follow your advice perform better on the field? Than those that don't. I mean, is there a direct correlation between, yes. between following yes. advice I and a, performance? I, I do have a really good story about this. So we we um, we had a, a a thrower, a female thrower. She was throwing the javelin, and she mm-hmm. had been told to restrict her carbohydrates, but she wasn't really feeling very good. So she came in to see me. We changed all that, and she set a personal record. So it really it happens a lot, and um, and a lot of times I work with some of the football team and. You know, sometimes they need to gain weight. Sometimes they need to lose weight. But I remember one year we had a um, a group. We called ourselves the Big, Bold, and Beautiful. <laughs> they were supposed to lose weight. <laughs> so we did intuitive eating. That's what I did with them. I taught them to pay attention to their hunger and fullness because that's going to carry them the rest of their lives. They don't have to worry too much about going on or off a diet. And it worked really well. They did well. So it's intuitive eating is so great for athletes because they have that ability to feel their bodies usually. So well, you know, and I find that that if I eat mindlessly, I will eat a whole lot more. I mean, I'll eat twice. Well, I feel like I'm going to explode. But if I am if I am conscious of my eating, then I do stop. Well, and I right. find that I eat distracted a lot more than uh-huh. I used to. And so I think mm-hmm. all of those points, I feel like we've been picking on Jeff a little bit, but I think there's oh, so many, there's I so many it. like us, <laughs> you know, like, you know, that really suffer and, and maybe don't even suffer. They don't even know that they're not eating intuitively. They're, you know, they're eating distracted. They're eating, right. you know, not being mindful of these things. So good advice. So it sounds like we kind of need to make peace with the food we're eating. Exactly. Oh, that is so great. And that, again, is really a hard thing. So, again, most of my athletes, I had to coach them into adding carbohydrates back in. And um, I have a client right now who um, was a golfer and uh, now is wanting to do Ironman triathlons. And uh, he's not eating. He's not going to make it if he doesn't use his carbohydrates. So we're really trying to work through that. He's been, I mean, this is very typical. They do a lot of restricting. I, I just don't even know how that happens all the time. So talk to and us. I have a couple, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you. So talk to us a little bit, and you probably are headed down this um, path, but talk to us a little bit about exercise and the difference in diets for different kinds of exercise. I think that's interesting. So really, what, when, I do an extra, when I do a diet prescription for an athlete, it's based on their body weight and their time and intensity of exercise. So it's sort of the same prescription, if you will, but of course, you know, a, a sprint triathlete versus an Ironman triathlete, um, the difference is going to be quantity. 
it's going to be the same diet as, as a basketball player versus a soccer player. It's going to be, again, like time on the field, time on the court. That's how I'm going to determine their nutrition needs. So the overall prescription doesn't really change. It's just how much time are they being active. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that does. And can you talk a little bit about hydration and terms oh, of yes. that as well? Yes. And especially as we age, hydration is so important. I mean, your muscles are 75% water. So think about that. You know, they aren't going to contract very well if they're dehydrated. So it's fluid all the time. I mean, drinking at least um, one and a half cups of water to two cups of water 30 to 40 minutes before exercise and then a cup every 15 minutes. I mean, it's it's really something you have to practice because we always sometimes don't really have that drive to, to drink fluids. So, and sports drinks too can be very helpful for people that are exercising over 30 minutes and in the heat. There's also, because it has a lot of sodium and some carbohydrates in there that, that also stimulate our drive to drink. So that can actually be very helpful. Interesting. Yeah. I think that heat does play a big role in oh, yeah. what kind of oh, yeah. hydration you're receiving. Certainly. Right. Well, right, and also right. Your, your, your rate of perspiration there. Some people who have small pores who don't perspire very fast. There are others who have large pores who perspire at a huge rate. And if you perspire at a huge rate, you need to drink more water. I right. know that because I'm, a, right. I'm a, I mean, I, the, the, the salty sweater. I'm, I'm a sieve. I'm a sieve. Sweater. The water goes in and just runs right out. So I need to drink yeah. a lot of water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interesting. So I, think, I, think, yeah. I think one of the fitness fads um, that's going away is to deprive yourself of hydration. Like I know for I know. distance runners and things like that, they really try to train their body to not take in fluid. And now we're finding mm-hmm. that you need it more than ever. Would you say that's true? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and you know, now with those new stainless steel water bottles and oh, yeah. those are really helpful because they keep water cold. And I think if you make sure that you get the type of, of spout on it, if you will, that, that you don't have to twist off, People drink more. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. You're not going to drink as much. If you're involved in yeah. athletic activity, it's hard to twist the top off and get a drink as opposed to just pushing exactly. a button and getting a drink. So it makes a big Good difference. I mean, yeah, and I think, you know, as humans, we do what's easy, you know, and so that is part of it, you know, that if we have water in front of us and it's cold and we can drink it easily, we'll do it. Yeah. So we're, so, we're running out of time, Julie. So there's okay. just one more thing I want, I want, well, two more questions I want to ask you. First of all, just quickly. You've been to the Huntsman World Senior Games. What is your favorite aspect of the Huntsman World Senior Games? Oh, I think the people I've met. I think a lot of people say that. But I like the, the people I've met and also the chance to kind of have your um, high school career back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I see that, like too. A, I love that Recapturing aspect. youth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that you feel like you're you're an athlete again. Like you're you can do track and field and you know, <laughs> cycling. That's stuff I wouldn't And be competitive in it. Compete in. You can actually be competitive yeah, exactly. in it. Right. And the last thing I want to talk about is I understand you have a webinar coming up. Yes, I have a webinar coming up that's going to talk a little bit more about sports nutrition and intuitive eating. And so that's going to be on September 13th. And, Jeff, we can post a link to that on um, the podcast, the Facebook page. On our Facebook page. So, yeah, just look for the link for the podcast on our Facebook page. And, yep, uh, free seminar. Yep. Well, we would love to do that because I feel like we've just brushed the surface. And um, and the things that you've uh, – tutored us in are really easy and achievable. So it's been really interesting to talk to you today. Yes. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you very much. Well, Julie, thank you for joining us. Okay. All right. Okay. You guys have a good day. You too. Take care. Uh Well, that is all the time we have today. We'd like to thank Julie for joining us. 
Remember to join us each and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life on St. George News Radio, 1450 a.m. You can also listen to this or any of our shows at www.seniorgames.net. You can also subscribe, subscribe to our podcast. Just search for Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life in Google Play Store or the iTunes and subscribe. And 2018 is flying by. We have over 10,000 registered athletes as of this morning. So registration closes September 1st. The time to get registered is now, today. Don't delay. And you don't want to miss the opening ceremonies on October 9th at Trailblazer Stadium or the concert celebration on October 16th in Burns Arena. I'm getting excited, Jeff. It's kind of like Christmas coming up. It's it like, is. It's it, be I can feel it in the air. Yeah, we, we, have, we have a lot of great stuff. Both those shows are free to the public. And it's going to be some great entertainment. We always have an Olympic-style opening ceremonies at the Burns at the, at the Trailblazer Stadium, and we uh, we also have a great show called the Famous Unknowns. They'll be performing kind of a Vegas type review. That'll be at the Burns Arena for the concert celebration. So it'll be a lot of fun. They are great shows. They are a lot of fun, and they're terrific family entertainment. Yes, we encourage you all <laughs> to come. Fly in, even if you're not playing in the games. Yes, just come on and join us. And if you have any comments or feedback about our show, we'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to activelife at seniorgames.net. And now, Michelle, are you ready for the quote for the day? I've been waiting. This is by Eleanor Roosevelt. It says, happiness is not a goal, it's a byproduct. Love it. It's great, isn't it? Have a great day. Until next time, stay active, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye.